Good morning. Good morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning. Welcome to Wellness with Sinalia. Our reading continue. Today, I'm going to read for you chapter 2 on the Awakening book, Awakening to Your Life Purpose. And the chapter 2 title is The Current State of Humanity. The Current State of Humanity. take the moment to relax a little bit and I'll give you a moment to sit down or lie down or whatever you're doing to listen to me and thank you for receiving me in your home I really appreciate your listening Words, no matter whether they are vocalized and made into sounds or remain unspoken as thoughts, can cast an almost hypnotic spell upon you. You easily lose yourself in them, become hypnotized into implicitly believing that when you have attached a word to something you know what it is what the fact is you don't know what it is you have only covered up the mystery with a label everything a bird a tree even a simple stone and certainly a human being is ultimately unknowable. This is because it has unfathomable depth. All we can perceive, experience, think about is the surface layer of reality, less than the tip of an iceberg. Underneath the surface appearance, everything is not only connected with everything else, but also with the source of all life out of which it came. Even a stone, and more easily a flower or a bird, could show you the way back to God, to the source, to yourself. When you look at it or hold it, and let it be without imposing a word or mental label on it. A sense of awe, of wonder, rises within you. Its essence silently communicates itself to you and reflects your own essence back to you. This is what great artists sense and succeed in converting in their art. Van Gogh did not say that just an old chair. He looked and looked and looked. He sensed the bigness, the bigness of the chair. Then he sat in front of the canvas and took up the brush. The chair itself 
would have sold for the equivalent of a few dollars. The painting of that same chair today would fetch in excess of 25 million. When you don't cover up the world with words and labels, a sense of the miraculous return to your life that was lost a long time ago when humanity, instead of using thoughts, become possessed by thoughts. A depth returns to your life. Things regain their newness, their freshness. And the greatest miracle is the experiencing of your essential self as prior to any words, thoughts, mental labels, and images. For this to happen, you need to disentangle your sense of I, of beingness, from all the things it has become mixed up with. That is to say, identified with that disentanglement is what this book is about. The quicker you are in attaching verbal or mental label to things, people, or situation, the more shallow and lifeless your reality becomes. And the more deadness you become to reality, the miracle of life that continuously unfolds within and around you. In this way, cleverness may be gained, but wisdom is lost, and so are joy, love, creativity, and aliveness. They are concealed in the still gap between the perception and the interpretation. Of course, we have to use words and thoughts that have their own beauty, but do we need to be imprisoned in them? Words reduce reality, so something the human mind can grasp which is not very much. Language consists of five basic sounds produced by the vocal cords. There are the vowels A, E, I, O, U. The other sounds are consonants produced by air, pressure, and so forth. Do you believe some combination of such basic sound could ever explain who you are or the ultimate purpose of the universe or even what a tree or stone is in its depth? No. The word I embody the greatest error in the deepest truth depending on how it is used. In conventional usage, it is not only one of the most frequently used words in the language together with the related words, me, my, mine, and myself, 
but also one of the most misleading. In normal everyday usage, I am Badis, the primordial error, in misception of who you are, in illusory sense of identity, this is the ego. This illusory sense of self and what Albert Einstein, who had deep insight not only into the reality of space and time, but also into human nature, referred to as an optical illusion of consciousness. That illusory self then become the basic of all further interpretation, or rather misinterpretation of reality. All thought processes, interaction, and relationships, you, your reality becomes a reflection of the original illusion. The good news is, if you can recognize illusion as illusion, it dissolves. The connection of illusion is also its ending. Its survival depends on your mistaking it for reality. Hmm. In the scene of who you are not, the reality of who you are emerges by itself. This is what happens as you slowly and carefully read this in the next chapter, which are about the mechanics of the false self we all call the ego. So, what is the nature of this illusory self? What you usually refer to when you say I is not who you are by a monstrous act of reductionism, the infinite depth of who you are is confused with the sound produced by the vocal cord of the thoughts of I in your mind and whatever the I has identified with. So, what do the usual I and the related me, mine, or mine refer to. When a young child learns that a sequence of sounds produced by the parent's vocal cord is his or her name, the child begins to equate the word, which in the mind becomes a thought, with who he or she is. At that stage, some children refer to themselves in the third person. Johnny is hungry. Soon after, they learn the magic word, I, and equate it with their name, which they have already equated with who they are. Then other thoughts 
come and merge with the original I thought. The next step are thoughts of me and mine to design it things that are somehow part of I. This is identification with object, which means investing things, but ultimately thoughts that represent things with a sense of self, thereby deriving an identity from them. When my toy breaks or is taken away, intense suffering arises, not because of any intrinsic value that the toy has, the child will soon lose interest in it, and it will be replaced by other toys, other objects, but because of the thoughts of mine, the toy become part of the child developing sense of self, of I. And so, as the child grows up, the original I thought attracts other thoughts to itself. It becomes identified with a gender, possession, the sense perceived body, and nationality, race, regions, profession, or things, other things. The I identifies with our roles mother father husband wife and so on accumulate knowledge or opinions like and dislikes and also things that happened to me in the past the memory of which are thoughts that further define my sense of self as me and my story these are only some of the things people derive their sense of identity from. They are ultimately no more than thoughts held together precariously by the fact that they are all invested with a sense of self. This mental construct is what you normally refer to when you say I. To be more precise, most of the time it is not you who speak when you say or think I, but some aspect of that mental construct, the egoic self. Once you awaken, you still use the word I, but it will come from a much deeper place within yourself. Most people are still completely identified with the incessant stream of mind, of compulsive thinking, most of it repetitive, repetitive and pointless. There is no I apart from their thoughts, processes and the emotions that go with them. This is the meaning of being spiritually conscious. When told that there is a voice in their heart that never stops speaking, they say, what voice? 
or angrily deny it. Which, of course, is the voice, is the thinker, is the inobser mind. It could almost be looked upon as an entity that has taken possession of them. Some people never forget the first time they disidentified from their thoughts and thus briefly experienced the shift in identity from being the content of the mind to being the awareness in the background. For others, it happens in such a subtle way they hardly notice it, or they just notice an influx of joy or inner peace without knowing the reason. The voice in your head. The first glimpse of awareness came to me when I was a first-year student at the University of London. I would take the tube subway twice a week to go to the university library, usually about nine o'clock in the morning toward the end of the rush hour. One time, a woman in her early thirties sat opposite me. I had seen her before a few times on the train. One could not help but notice her. Although the train was full, the seat on either side of her were unoccupied. The reason being, no doubt, that she appeared to be quite insane. She looked extremely tense and talked to herself incessantly in a loud and angry voice. She has so absorbed in her thoughts that she was totally unaware. It seemed of other people or her surrounding. Her head was facing downward and slightly to the left as if she were addressing someone sitting in the empty seat next to her. Although I don't remember the precise content of her monologue when something like this. And then she said to me, So I said to her, You are a liar. How dare you accuse me of? When you are the one who has always taken advantage of me, I trusted you and you betrayed my trust. There was the angry tone in her voice of someone who has been wronged, who needs to defend her position lest she become annihilated. As the train approached Tottenham Court Road Station, she stood up and walked toward the door with still no break in the stream of words coming out of her mouth. That was my stop too, so I got off behind her. At street level, 
she began to walk toward Bedford Square, still engaged in her imaginary dialogue, still angrily accusing and asserting her position. My curiosity aroused. I decided to follow her. As long as she was walking in the same general direction, I had to go in. Aldo, engrossed in her imaginary dialogue, she seemed to know where she was going. Soon, we were within sight of the imposing structure of Senate House in 1930 high-rise, the university's central administrative building and library. I was shocked. Was it possible to that we were going to the same place? Yes. That's where she was heading. Was she a teacher, a student, an office worker, a librarian? Maybe. She was some psychologist research project. I never knew the answer. I walked 20 steps behind her, and by the time I entered the building, which ironically, ironically, I was the was the location of the headquarters. Of the mine police in the film version of George Orwell's novel, 1984, she had already been swallowed up by one of the elevators. I was somewhat taken aback by what I had just witnessed. A major first year student at 25. I saw myself as an intellectual in the making and I was convinced that all the answers to the dilemmas of human existence could be found through the intellect. That is so said by thinking. I did not realize yet that thinking without awareness is the main dilemma of human existence. I look upon the professors as sages who had all the answers and upon the university as the temple of knowledge. How could an insane person like her be part of this? I was still thinking about her when I was in the men's room prior to entering the library. As I was washing my hands, I thought, I hope I don't end up like her. The man next to me looked briefly in my direction, and I suddenly was shocked when I realized that I had not just thought those words, but mumbled them aloud. Oh my God, 
I'm already like her. I thought, was not my mind as incessantly active as hers? There were only minor differences between us, the predominant underlying emotion behind her taking seemed to be anger. In my case, it was mostly anxiety. She thought out loud. I thought mostly in my head. If she was mad, then everyone was mad, including myself. There were differences in degree only. For a moment, I was able to stand back from my own mind and see it from a deeper perspective, as it were. There was a brief shift from thinking to awareness. I was still in the men's room, but alone now, looking at my face in the mirror. At that moment of detachment from my mind, I laughed out aloud. It may have sounded insane, but it was the laughter of sanity, the laughter of the big belayed. But the life is not as serious as my mind makes it out to be. That's what the laughter seemed to be saying. But it was only a glance, very quickly to be forgotten. I would spend the next three years in anxiety and depression completely identified with myself, my mind. I had to get close to suicide before awareness returned. And then it was much more than a glance. I become free of compulsive, compulsive thinking and of the false mind made I. The above incident not only gave me a first glimpse of awareness, it's also planted the first doubt as to be absolute validity of the human intellect. A few months later, something tragic happened that made my doubt grow. On a Monday morning, we arrived for a lecture to be given by a professor whose mind I admired, I admired greatly, only to be told that Sadly, he had committed suicide sometime during the weekend by shooting himself. Oh my God, I was stunned. He was a highly respected teacher and seemed to have all the answers. However, I could have yet see no alternative to the cultivation of thoughts. I did not realize yet that thinking is only a tiny aspect of the consciousness that we are. Nor did I know 
anything about the ego, let alone being able to detect it within myself. We'll be right back. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. I hope you have a wonderful year of 2023. I don't know for you, but I am excited. I'm excited for this brand new year, a brand new beginning. Just like the Bible says, God renew things every morning and every year. So, the one is a brand new year. The two is a brand new day. We're going day by day. Okay? Enjoy your best to always stay happy. Don't worry about the thing. Just be happy. And praise God and pray and keep you going. Yes. I hope you have me on your schedule because I know you have a schedule what to listen, the music or whatever channel you got to listen. Check wellness with Sinelia maybe once a week or maybe once a day. Listen to Wellness with Sinelia. That will help you. I have lots of books that will empower you. And I have nice music that will help you working. So if you don't want to listen to my voice speaking and you want just some slow music to keep you going while you're thinking, while you're working, while you're typing, while you're writing, whatever you're doing, listen to Wellness with Sinelia. Okay, so I just wanted to to chat with you on the brand new day of 2023. I don't know for you, but I already pray and I left the year to the Lord because He already know what to give me and He already know how to protect me. See, isn't we serve a wonderful God, a God who already prepared everything for us before it's even happened? So why worry? We didn't have to worry about a thing. He knew why he said, do not worry. Do not worry. Just be happy and praise my name. All right. Okay. So, I have uh, a mentor that I already um, posted on Instagram. Okay. And the mentor going like that. You said every morning it's a it's not even five minutes mentor, okay? Every day you get up, you say it. Every day I'm getting better and better. Every moment 
and better and better. Every work, I do it better and better. My life is better and better in everything I do. I see my life better and better. Wow. You say this every day and looking at your life going better and better every day. That's what we do. We're doing to get our life better and better every day. We're doing our best to make it, you know. So it has to get better and better. You have to keep the mental state current with what you need, what you want to accomplish, you know. Um, something I want to talk to, I always talking to my family about, you know, there's something you have to know. The reason I always talk to you to keep your mind going and keep your mind together, because on my journey with God, I realized that, you know, just like you don't see God, you don't see the devil, right? But you can pay attention and see in your mind that there is a voice and you know that the voice of the devil. Because he always contradicts you. That voice always want to challenge you. Sometimes he come and make you feel like, ah, like the sight. You have to watch for that too. Because some sight, you don't say nothing, but he say a lot. The enemy know. That's the reason why sometimes he make you discouraged. And then you're like, ah, no. Why are you saying that? Why you make that? You don't know what you were thinking about. You know, you just didn't say anything and then you make that sound. Boom. So that's the voice you always have to look in for to kind of erase or, or, or kind of going around it. You know, pay attention to that, that sight, that voice that contradicts you, that says, oh, you think you're doing enough, I don't think you're doing enough, I don't think you do good enough, I don't think, you know, it's a criticize, and sometimes it didn't come on criticize, but it comes to something else, always pay attention to that so you can contradict it because so many times we go going during the day and we don't pay attention and all day is that play. If you want to have your year better, don't worry about the noise outside. You know, so much is going, so much noise is out there. They already started, they already showing the economic, they already talking just to scare you, just to make you sight faint like despair or disespoir or, you know, don't listen to them. 
encourage yourself with things that keep you going encourage yourself with things that keep your mind float in peace in good shape okay then encourage yourself in things that will discourage you you know all the news all the pretend that they're doing or you have to know that no god already have you he's already knowing what's going on how he gonna spare you from all those distractions okay so you yourself you have to do your part because you remember i always talking to you about david david said he don't mingle with them he don't sit with that voice he didn't even pay attention to that voice because he already know that voice is the voice that come to deter and to stop and to destroy and to steal you don't want to sit with that voice you don't want to listen to that voice you don't want to entertain that voice just do your best just keep your mind going just see yourself growing better and better just see every minute you're getting better and better just see that and then you will see okay and then you will see life around you changing for better and better remember your thoughts create what you want around you so keep your thoughts on good things keep your thoughts on lovely things keep your thoughts on what you need and reject what you don't need okay all right i hope you have a wonderful wonderful new year with a lot of blessing good health and love you know love is all so love yourself so that you can love others you know you have to love yourself every day every morning every evening looking at yourself in the mirror and say i love you i love you i love you and i love you and now i love you keep listening to wellness with similia this year and remember